Hi everyone, my name is Mike and you're listening to The Vulnerability Project. My mission is to get men talking. The power of vulnerability is not to be underestimated. When done in the right environment with the right people, talking about what's getting you down and what you're battling can potentially be life-changing. I've experienced the power that vulnerability holds firsthand. My aim is to encourage you to tap into your vulnerability and find that safe space that allows you to feel heard. I believe that vulnerability should be seen as a superpower and not a weakness. I hope you enjoy listening to this and that it inspires you to reach out and share. Let's get the conversation going. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode nine of the Vulnerability Project. Uh, yeah, I hope you're all hope you're all doing okay out there. Um, I have a very good friend of mine on today to speak about a really important topic, which is mental health in the workplace, which I think is something that we can all relate to and have experienced it to some degree. Uh, Christian Williams is my guest, and he's uh, he's a business owner in in Wales. And for those of you who aren't in the UK, Wales has just gone into another another lockdown. So um, I wanted to bring a Christian on to speak about how how to manage um, a team of people and you know the mental health challenges that that they bring to the table because you know we all go through it but then also how does how do you kind of manage to um to make sure that your own mental health is in check while running a business and um and then let's throw a pandemic in the midst where you've got you know furloughs and redundancies and i'm not sure what the situation's been like for you but i think that you know this is quite a a topic that everyone uh can can resonate with to some level and i think it's a really important one to have so welcome christian thank you for having me mate yeah um why don't you tell us just a little bit about you and what and what you do up there in up there in in the old wales land okay. <laughs> wales land, <laughs> wales, wales land. <laughs> okay um i'll shall i start on how i got into the into the position that i'm in now and how long i've been doing it and everything like that um so the business that, that we're in is a is a family owned business. Um, okay. I've been with the company now for just over eleven years. So I came straight from um, I went to to school and then went to college and then left college and I went straight to to work for my father um, in his litho factory in Clantrescent. So I kind of started from the bottom, um, you know, packing boxes sweeping up and just learning the ropes from there really use you know using that time wisely to learn from people that had been in that industry you know mm. some of them all their life and um <clears throat> just trying to get my head around it and make sure that it was something that I wanted to um to get involved with um <clears throat> you do sometimes i don't know if if uh, many people agree with me but you do sometimes get um a sense of pressure from um going to work in a family business especially when you're you know very very close to to your mother and your father it's always um a bit difficult trying to find that um the boundary between yeah um professionalism and and everything outside of that so it's a very very tough thing to to do but it uh 
takes a lot of practice. Um, so I started doing that um, when I was 17. Um, and then sort of as, as the company started to grow, I got made um, a director when I was 21 of the business only, only because um, of the way I was growing from, from that stage of, of, of starting at 17. Um, you know, my, my parents were in a, in a stage where they were doing the same things day in, day out. They just had the shops. They wanted to expand. And through that time, that's when social media started to really come through thick and fast. You know, your Facebook, your Twitter, um, Instagram and everything like that. And because I was on it and young, I was saying, you know, we need to do this and that streamline through social media. And that's how we started to initially grow the business. Um, into into what it is today um so that's that's how it that's how it started it's been a good it's been a good career so far um but it is as you said just now is we're, we're in a position in the world where business is affected massively and hopefully you know within the next six months things start to um things start to you know become better for everyone everyone starts to get in the the employment levels back up to where they should be and and lower the rate of, of redundancies in, in in the area well in the country really um so um obviously you and i you and i have met you and i met through through uh dudes and dogs so i know yeah. that you are have had some kind of a journey with your mental health yeah um and being somebody that 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 owns a business i mean i've never owned a business so i i i don't know the kind of pressure that comes with that but kind of let's just take the pandemic out of the picture for a moment and in general how do you find that kind of pressure impacts your mental health and how have you managed to uh how do you find ways to 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 deal with it i guess to deal with that amount of pressure it's a really good question mate um and I'm gonna be completely honest with you. A lot of people, a lot of people close to me will know that over the last, I'd probably say two years, it has affected my mental health massively. Mm. I'd probably say the last two years have been have probably been the most difficult for me. Um in terms of I don't know, this is gonna sound a bit strange, but it's almost as if the last two years have been a blur. If I sit, if I if I wanted to sit here now and think to myself, okay, what did I do last year or the year before? It would be a blur because it's gone so quick and it's been yeah. so so stressful. Um, and it's it's one of those things where some people say to you, well, what what caused it? What was it? And I think there's 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 a term in in the business world called burnout, and I never. Yeah. I never believed that term until I experienced it myself. Yeah. Um, I work extremely hard in, on what I do, but I, I was at the point where I was doing ridiculous hours. I wasn't looking after myself. I wasn't sleeping. I was drinking heavily. Um, mm. I was very, very stressed um, to the point where I just, my body just could not do it anymore. And that was when I realized I've got to do something about it. So yeah. I almost took, I think it was last last February or March, um, I had a bit of a, 
um, I had a bit of a bit of a meltdown. It wasn't a breakdown. It was, it was a bit of a meltdown where I woke up. I remember like it was yesterday. I woke up um, one morning after being away working for about three or four days, solid um, with a client, and yeah. I remember going home. Um, at the end of that project and the following morning I woke up I remember like it was yesterday and I opened my eyes and I was immediately filled with panic yeah it was as almost as if I opened my eyes and my body didn't even have time to think it just I just panicked because yeah. my body was constantly running 100 miles an hour for those four days and it's god knows classic how many anxiety yeah and and God knows how many years prior, um, it was it was awful. It was horrendous. I've never felt anxiety like that in my life. So I immediately knew that something was wrong. You know, I thought I was seriously ill <laughs> at that that morning. So I um, I said I said to my partner. Um, she said, aren't, "Aren't you going to work today?" And I and I'm literally always in work on the button and. I said no. I've I've got a I've got an appointment uh, this morning. I said okay, and she and she left this day, but I didn't. I I went straight to see my GP, and okay. I completely broke down. And they said, you know, my my blood pressure was high, um, my heart rate was through the roof, and he said that you know at my age, last well last mm. year I was twenty seven. He said it's unheard of, and I've got to make changes because it's just it's just not right. Yeah. So ultimately. A scare like that did. It's, it's a shame to say it, to to admit it to myself, really, that something like that had to happen to me for me to realise that I was living an unhealthy life. But I I want to challenge you on that and say it's not nothing to be ashamed of because you're not the only one. You know, like yeah, it, yeah. it it's it, it's classic for us guys to kind of just you know be embarrassed or ashamed by mm-hmm. uh, by having mental health problems or or any kind of burnout or anxiety or depression whatever it might be but and and then um it's also a very normal response for us to to just you know resort to alcohol and bad habits so you say you're ashamed and i can get that because i've I, i know what that feels like but it's it's normal and it's yeah. and you know, you're one of the lucky ones that managed to to notice it and and not just let it continue and actually do yeah. something uh, positive with it and finding healthier ways of managing it. And I'm glad I did. I'm really glad that I was, like you say, I was I was fortunate enough to be able to acknowledge it and and just basically just figure it out myself. Yeah. Um, because year, years prior to that, you know, it was was a, was a those two years was a dark. A dark yeah. place. It was different. I wasn't. I just wasn't myself. And I, you know, I was. I was tense. I was angry all the time. And I just d- didn't know why. Um, you know, I was, I was. I was biting at people so close to me for no apparent reason, causing arguments and, and rows and losing contact with close friends. And yeah, it was just that bubble that I had to get out of. Do you think that um, being a man, the fact that you're a man? Um, s- stopped you from looking for help earlier. Yeah, definitely, and probably mm. in the in the position that I was in on a daily basis, 
as a, as a director of a company with so many staff, you can't come into work with that. What's the word I'm looking for? Not that attitude, but that whole um, bad vibe. Yeah. To the office, you can't because obviously it's gonna it's gonna feed and it's, it's gonna feed on on everybody else. It's gonna bring every everyone down with you. So you almost have to when you come to work, you have to be this different person that's happy it's positive that's getting on with the day yeah and it's it's interesting because uh michael who i interviewed before this said something similar about about having to almost act and put on a front and just Mm. kind of carry on with life and go to work and be that so it's it's acting really and i can i don't i can't relate to it on a work level but i can relate to it on just uh because my anxiety and stuff started like in university and sort of on that that time where you transition from university to 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 adulthood <laughs> to to life yeah. to real life and um it was the same for me you know I was I was with friends and and doing the things I usually did but it didn't feel like me it felt like I was putting on a a front on a yeah. on a fake version of myself and then I'd go home and I'd, and I'd be like what the fuck is wrong with me like <laughs> why can't I just snap out of it like what's actually yeah. going on Um, but I just want to come back to what you said about work and how you came back to like how you, you thought that you couldn't come into work st- yeah. uh, struggling and with that kind of a bad energy. But ha- so has that whole experience you've been through changed the way that you run the staff, manage the staff in your business? Well, it didn't. That that for me was more more personal level for me. That that affected yeah. my the people who were close to me more. Um, and I remember the day after the the appointment with the GP, um, I had a conversation with my father privately. And we, me and my father are close, but we're not, um, what's the word? We're not open with each other. If mm. I got a problem, it's difficult for me to and say what's really on my mind. But that mm. that time there was really, really... Um, it was almost powerful in a way because that was the first time in a very, very long time that I was able to sit down across the across the table from my father and te- basically tell him the truth, what's going on up here. Yeah. And for me, that that hour with him, because I was I respect my father more than anybody in the world, and, mm. and that hour with him felt so much weight come off my shoulder and it was almost as if before I felt like I was trying to not impress him but I was trying to always be this always at this top level all the time because it's my job and that's what I'm paid to do but I always thought that there was there was always this immense pressure um to do to do well and and to almost take as much stress as I can from him and mm. and try and deal with it myself. But um, don't get me wrong. It wasn't something that changed overnight. It wasn't a flick. No, just, it there, never I, is, isn't it? <laughs> it's never that case. Yeah. Um, it, it took months. You know, there was a lot of tears. Um, mm. I had unbelievable help from, from my fiance Molly. She, she's, you know, the best thing in my life. After having those conversations with her and 
giving me advice and, and, and ultimately holding my hand through through the, the last twelve months has completely changed me. I yeah. you know, it's I had a conversation with, with a good friend of mine, Phil, um, early on today, and I was even saying to him then, because we had a how our conversations are quite deep <laughs> at the mm. moment. Um I was saying to him then I, I feel like a different person at the moment. But and what's what's what switched? What 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 happened that made you have that kind of uh, you know one eighty shift? It's probably some. This is going to sound bad, but it's probably a lot to do with the pandemic. If I'm totally yeah. honest with you, yeah. yeah. Only because it's allowed certainly myself. I don't know about my my father, but certainly myself. It's allowed me to take a step back from being 100 miles an hour Monday to Friday to kind of assess what we do and go at it a different way. So rather mm. than go at everything guns blazing 100 miles an hour Monday to Friday, I'm now looking at the bigger picture, stepping yeah. back and almost just taking my time on a day-to-day mm. basis and just slowing things down. Do you have, because obviously you manage a team of people, and uh, do, do you have, I mean, especially now, I'm sure you have people that have come to you or to their managers within the company with mental health problems saying, I can't come to work today because X, Y, Z, anxiety, X, Y, Z, whatever it might be. Um, have you Have you seen that happen? And if so, how kind of, now that you've gone through the mill of, of of anxiety and of burnout and all that stuff, how do you how would how do you approach someone like that? We've had since March, since the lockdown, we've had two members of staff who have come to us with uh, mental health struggles. And the first first port of call we do is we we offer them time off straight away. Mm-hmm. You know, we say we we say, would you like time off? We don't discriminate and say oh we you know you have to come to work we need you blah 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 their mental health come absolutely comes first yeah um they they go they go um directly to um alison who's my mother who's who's Mm -hmm. in charge of 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 that sort of thing and my mother's just just absolutely great with the staff you know we've Mm. one one thing we do very very well is 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 look after our staff because without them we wouldn't be where we are today yeah. Um, it's, I, it's a, it's a difficult one because on a personal level, it's difficult not to reach out for them personally when they come to you with their issues, you've still got to remain professionally because you're yeah. still, you're still yeah. their employer. Um, but my mother's got a good, a good way of, of, of splitting that across because mm. my mother's very, very, a very, very personal, um, person. And she does like to, it's going to sound cliche, but she she does consider the team as a as a as a big family, you know. Yeah, and, um, I was going to say she's like the mother of the business. <laughs> <laughs> she likes to think she is anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's um, but it's only if I'm totally honest with you, it's, well, it's it's only been brought to light to us since the pandemic. So, you know, this I know I know this is a worldwide pandemic, and people are losing their lives and, and businesses are closing, but 
sometimes you can see maybe a positive from it if if the pandemic is now allowing people to sit back reevaluate and accept that they're struggling mm. now is, is is such a good time for them to either get help or just just talk about it you know well i completely uh, agree with you i mean i also feel bad saying what i'm about to say but this but this pandemic has really brought to life firstly to light the 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 value of people's personal time and free time and secondly uh yeah that mental health is is important and that mental health really yeah. comes first cuz like you said without your staff you've got nothing and if your staff are struggling um firstly then they're not going to be happy and secondly their work is going to be subpar so in my experience this pandemic like you said although it's 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 really wreaking wrecking havoc on the entire world in many ways it kind of forced us to stop and evaluate yeah. how we've been living our lives and it's like it put the world on pause yeah um and made us realize how unsustainable the lifestyle that we're living is with yeah. uh with um everything being go 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 fast all the time you know just to-do lists that never end and it's definitely made us step back and be like hey i can't go on like this for much longer and it, it yeah. definitely did that so i, I agree yeah. with you there it's strange when you actually put it into those terms you know like the a, a worldwide pandemic has, has made you accept those mm. those things that that are that are bothering you but i don't know i think well certainly for what's happened to us the last you know two of two of our staff have, have come to us since march and and admitted that they're struggling so you know there's got, got to be something something in it there that's allowing people to sit back and and look at themselves you know yeah some people keep a lot of things on their shoulders that just s- sitting in a room with someone or going for a beer with someone and just saying i'm fucking struggling like oh, you know that can just release so much so much shit from whatever whatever's going on in your life exactly and especially that, for especially for men you know i, I hate yeah. to keep bringing it back to that and i know i'm not i'm not um saying that women don't struggle or that women have it easier because i mean i don't know what it's like to be a woman so i don't know but yeah. um it's it's known that as as men we don't talk we don't like to share we don't like to come across as weak we don't cry all that stuff um so for men to feel like they have a space to just vent like you say sometimes you don't even need help you just want someone to hear you out and yeah. and just get it off your chest it, it i mean that's why and i'm sure you you can agree it to this on some level that's why dudes and dogs has been so important for my own mental health because it's that space that you can just vent and not be judged that's what i was just about to come on to was dudes yeah. and dogs that yeah. has played a huge part in in my mental health personally you know along along the journey that i've had with them so far i've met great people like yourself along the way you know we're doing great challenges we're raising money we're getting getting to know each other and ultimately mm. i'm certainly getting a benefit from it and because i've experienced that benefit firsthand 
I now want to give that back to to other to other people because I know how how great it, it feels to be with a yeah. group of men, you know, just talking about your problems, yeah. but in a natural way rather than sitting in a room with a guy in exactly. a clipboard and listing everything down. You're literally just just venting. So, um. At at the moment now, because you, you know, you've 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 struggled with your mental health. You've been to the bottom, and um, you are in a in a better space, as you said, in a better space at the moment than you were in a year ago, two years ago. And I, uh, do you? How, what what do you do? What do you do to kind of manage your mental health and 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 keep it in place so that you can be productive at work so that you can you know be a good leader of the company and um and and just make sure that that things are ticking along and that you're not jeopardizing your own mental health that's a good question mate <laughs> that's a really good question um a couple of things really um like i said like i touched upon earlier is physically leaving sort of my um work persona at the door at work yeah. I don't do it every day. I'll be totally honest. This is not something that I can leave. Um, but a big thing is exercise. Um, mm. Walking the dog. You know, I've got a, I've got a three-year-old Weimaraner that uh, looks at me every it's hour. Beautiful. And beautiful boy. The exercise with with due to dogs is has, has, has helped me a lot. Um, mm. And and just just learning. The hardest thing in the world to do when you when you own a business is to relax and to switch off. That's the hardest thing in the world to try and do is to switch that off up there and to almost when you go home from work is to is to relax and start to think about things that that you love to do. Mm. If that makes sense. So yeah. like I'm a big as you know, I'm a big uh I'm a big film buff. I love my yeah. music. Those things in those two years that I was sort of stuck in limbo, I just lost my love for those things. And and I drive <laughs> I drive my partner mad about films because I'm constantly talking about them. And that's but that's my that's my go to when I know that I'm struggling to switch off. I'll put on a film and I'll just turn my phone off and I'll just lose myself in that. And coming out the other end. I'll just feel like a completely different person. And if there's, if there's any advice that I can give to business owners that can't switch off is to never let go of the things that you love personally, like walking your dog or going to the gym or even going for a beer with your best mate. Those, yeah. those things are so important to do because without them, you're only going to be stuck in that place that you're just sick and tired of fucking being in on a day-to-day yeah. basis. But trying to switch off is the hardest thing to do yeah. at the moment. And yeah. I'm sure a lot of people can agree with me that it's not just something that you can just trigger a switch. Um, but that's, that, that's my advice. That, that's what, that's what works for me. You know, it's, it's just, don't forget, Ooh. don't forget about that little part of your brain that, that, um, you know that, that that helps you 
realize what you love and everything like that well we all we all need i mean like for me i'd say it's for me it's music and yeah. it's also exercise exercise to yeah. some to some kind of uh <laughs> whether it's whether it's something as as high energy as running or whether it's something as relaxing as yoga uh exercise yeah. for me is a big but otherwise you keep all that that excess energy inside and yeah. it's it's so it, and then it just manifests into into something really really unhealthy um do you think well, that anyone i when i say that i i do exercise i mean i do minimal amounts of exercise as humanly possible <laughs> yeah but you know it, i it, don't it's... have a six pack or anything like that i just walk my dog <laughs> with, uh, odd run. <laughs> uh, I, I i i am with you there i'm i'm pretty far off from a six pack myself so um but it doesn't matter whether it's walking or whether it is lifting weights in a gym exercise is exercise and I yeah, kind of absolutely. exercise more for my mental health than I do for my physical health now, uh, which which took me a while, to, you know, coming from a history of, of having an issue with my weight and all that mm -hmm. stuff. It's taken me quite a, yeah, I'm quite, you know, proud of myself that I've got to a level where I can, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I still struggle with that uh, every day yeah. to a degree, but it's definitely a lot better than it was before. And so I got totally sidetracked there. But um, something because you speak about your dad quite a lot, and I just yeah. wanted to ask you because I know you, you're you're short on time. But I just wanted to ask you if uh, if you beginning to open up about your mental health and 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 having, I guess, the strength and the courage to go to to him and and tell him that you're struggling. Do you think that that's made him more aware of his own mental health and maybe changed the way that he manages his own? Um, no, I don't think it has. Okay. He's okay. my father's very, very old school. He's, um, God, have, have you got another hour? <laughs> when I can talk about um, he's, yeah, he's very, he's, he's very, very old school. He's, um, you know, when he was my age, there was no such thing as men's mental health at yeah. all. Um, and I think he, when I opened up to him about it, the first thing that he said to me, which, which I remember to this day, he said that I'm more important to him than his business, which mm. to me felt amazing to hear that after so many years of not having that sort of father to son, um, bond, if you like, due to yeah. work. But <clears throat> he's very, very stubborn, my my old man. And if you go to talk to him, he'll start to get more and more wound up that you're asking him, if that makes sense. So okay. if you say to my father, what's wrong? You'll say nothing. And that'll, be the, that'll literally be the end of the conversation. If you try and pull my father to one side and ask him what's on his mind, does he, does he want to go for a beer? He'll always be nothing or no that's it okay. that's i've spoken to to my mother about it previously you know a couple of years ago we had a, we had a really good chat about it actually and um she just said that's how he is that's how he's always been and i it's a t it's a really really 
difficult question this is right <laughs> I, I get it though because my dad's also pretty old school so i, I get yeah. it i can i can relate um so with the with i know that obviously co the coronavirus has brought a lot of uncertainty to the well to the job market in in the entire world and lots of uncertainty and um how and and then I'm sure you've had employees that have you know been worried about their jobs, worried about paying the bills, worried about their families. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you've done in particular that has been able to help make that a bit easier for them? Any kind of because for me, my my company has been very transparent the entire time, just with how everything's going, and um, and I just wonder if 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 you've had anyone, you know, if you how have you managed? I guess people's people's things it's a difficult question but people's kind of anxiety levels during all of this as because really they look up to you they rely yeah. on you mm-hmm. well we with our team we've we've got such a good team here that they know that they'll they're, they're company people so they know that we're in a pandemic they know that they need to we all need to gel together to in order to pay all of our wages in in mm. in some sort of some sort of way so there's always instances where we have our staff coming to us with new ideas and new ways of, of bringing in new revenue but in terms of their anxieties there's there, there is a lot of anxiety in the air at the minute yeah um, especially especially in our workplace and we've always said to our staff our doors are always open you know there's 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 always there's always time to speak if you, if you ever need someone to speak and because we have a um we have a factory floor downstairs which is completely full of men you know you they have a laugh and whatever but we we always make a point of going downstairs and and asking how is everything going how is how are things at home and you know is is everything okay to to a certain point you yeah. know um but that's, that's it's kind yeah, our staff know when our staff know when we're quiet. So if we go quiet, especially through lockdown, they'll always be coming upstairs asking for things to do, ask what's happening, ask what works coming in, and blah blah blah. And we're always we're always transparent with it. We'll say, yeah, we are quiet, but we're doing what we can in order to not be quiet. So mm-hmm. it's well, I think that's important that transparency. Oh, there's no, there's no, there's no bullshit in if, if we have no work and we may need to furlough staff, we will tell the staff that we, you know, yeah. we won't, we won't just on Friday, if they say, I'll see you Monday, we won't go. No, you won't. Yeah. You're on furlough for two weeks type thing. You'll be surprised how, how much of that's been going on. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, you've got to be open because like we, we, we touched upon earlier, you know, we all work as a team. We all effectively help to pay each other's wages. Mm. Um, and without, without staff in a business, you've got nothing. Yeah. You can't. Last question before this is, I said, I said I had two questions. So the last question is if there was one piece of advice, one piece of advice that you could give to other business owners, COVID aside, just, just in general, when it comes to managing other people in a team, managing a business, what piece of advice would you give them in terms of how to manage staffs 
mental health and stress levels? How to manage stuff or how to manage yourself or both? Well, I guess they kind of go... go they kind of similar, yeah. Yeah. They come um, hand in hand, but st- with with business owners and their own mental health, yeah, certainly is to as hard as it is as it seems is to take time out for yourself. Nobody else. Always make a point of if if it's at the end of the day, if it's at the end of the week, wherever it is, find your safe safe space where you can have your time to yourself and that's brilliant i mean that's you know, great that's fantastic you yeah that is brilliant advice it's the, it's the hardest i keep keep repeating myself i'm like like a yo-yo tonight but it's the hardest thing in the world to do is to find time for yourself the world is fucking crazy at the minute and it's so 100 miles an hour everywhere you everywhere you turn mm. it's always rush 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 all the time the best thing that you can do in order to to relax is just to sit back and just have your own space even if it's just for an hour you know you know yeah. with, with yourself you you have your exercise and your music i have i have my films and, and and walking the dog everyone's got their own space that they can go to and i think that the best advice i can give is is just don't don't ever forget that you've how important it is to do that and because it really really does Trust me, I've experienced it myself. It, it really does help, and and um, yeah, just just ultimately, just take care of yourself. You know, yeah. It's well, you know, you've got to you've got to put yourself first because if you're not on solid ground yourself, you can't be there for anybody else. So yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, well, thank you very much. Um, I did actually find my notes in the end, so I've been sneaking in a couple of sneaking in a few questions there from there. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much, thank you so much, uh, Christian, for coming on. Because I, I, yeah, I don't personally know. I've, I've never owned a business, probably never will own a business, so I don't know. I can't imagine the level of stress you must have been under during this time, and also just in general, um, yeah. managing a. It was, it was hard. It was yeah. very, very hard. Yeah. Yeah, but you've pulled you've pulled through, and and yeah. I mean I can speak from experience that you're a, you're a fantastic guy, and I uh, feel very very proud to call you a friend, and really happy to to have to have met you. So just thank you so much thank for coming much. on to this Our podcast. Pleasure. Thanks for having me, mate.